Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Jazz here, and I am so digging the GeekCast radio network. Greetings, humans. This is Starscream. And you're listening to ToyCast. And if any of you call me a parts former, one more time! Now, Toycast. Oh yes. Listen in to the only toy podcast you will ever need. Hello and welcome to an all-new generation of Toycast as we get the origins of any and all toy fans that we can. I'm of course TF2 and Mike, and today's special guest is someone who's hailing from Cybertron. It's that YouTuber you all know and love, the hero of the Cybertronian Wars, the leader of the Autobots, and the true bearer of the Matrix of Leadership. Well, isn't that just Prime? No, it's Rodimus Primal. Hello, sir. How you doing? I'm doing fairly well. How you doing? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, how you doing? I'm doing okay. How you doing? Excuse me for living on the East Coast. (laughs) <laughs> oh, hey, man, I was born on the East Coast, so trust me, it's not – I'm not making fun. I was, born in, I was born in Queens, I can tell you that, so, you know. Oh, boy. <laughs> is this going to be a Boston, New York thing? Great. Okay, I see how it is. Hey, hey, I said I was born in Queens, not the Bronx, okay? <laughs> that, enough said. That's it. I'm not going there. Okay, we, 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 we've, my family's already had that fight. <laughs> Stupid 86 World Series freaking pitchers. Can you believe this ball game at Shea? Oh, brother. So the winning run is at second base with two out, three and two to Mookie Wilson. Little roller up along first, behind the bag. It gets through Buckner. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Anyway, we are here to talk toys, action figures, and all that other good stuff here on ToyCast. And as people would have known from the previous uh, episodes of Origins, we ask 42 questions of how you got into or out of or are still into the toy collecting uh, thing, first of all, what is or was the first toy you remember having as a kid? Um, that I can remember? 
Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, obviously the Fisher Price toys and stuff like that, like that, they came out in the early '80s. But then He Man mm-hmm. uh, uh, and GI Joe had come out before, obviously before Transformers. So those toys had come out, and I had I had few of those um, before Transformers hit the hit the uh, the shelves, and I had Castle Grayskull and whole man, whole like slew of He Man figures. Um, you know, in addition to the, I think I, I think I had more He-Man figures at first more than anything else that I can remember. So, yeah, that's the same with me. I had all that stuff. I think the only thing I didn't have was the palace. I had Grayskull. I had Snake Mountain. I had all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Had had the Battle Ram. Had uh. Yep. Uh, what was that? I the Wind Raider. Yep. There are so many different like vehicles that they like, yeah. like, and all that. And then, of course, my dad had a Lionel train set, um, which was a really cool place to have battles take place, um, whether it was Transformers or G.I. Joe. So he had a whole big, giant, supersized table. You can have the Lionel trains going around. Um, and the table was like you can was cool that if you didn't have the trains turned on, uh, you can have like battles take place. Um, you know, with He-Man or Optimus Prime or, you know, uh, there, it was like a really cool, like, like play area, <laughs> so yeah. to speak. Yeah, so. absolutely. Was there a particular adult who was supportive of you playing with toys as a kid? Was there anyone who was unsupportive? Both my parents knew that, you know, they were, they were already fan. I could almost say, say that they were fanboys. My dad was more the fanboy than my mom. Um, so, you know, I would say that he was obviously more supportive. My mom enjoyed it from the couch. Like, like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. whereas my dad wanted, like, was like, saw me playing and then wanted to play too. Mm -hmm. Um, and so like my dad would go to, like, he would go to Star Trek conventions in like the Javits Center back like, like in the eighties and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, he worked in the city, so we would go to, like Radio City Music Hall or or those places and you know and my you know my mom my mom has pictures with uh she has a picture with Scotty and you know um I think she has a she has a picture of Adam West that she took with her camera uh while he was in costume. Hmm. So um so my parents were like already like fanboys like the first movie they took me to was like was Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that was because Star Wars was date night for them. And, <laughs> uh, you know, my mom loved Harrison Ford. So really, it was like wasn't like somebody that. Like anybody saying like, oh, don't play with the toys, like my grandmother, I guess you could say my 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 grandparents like knew that I liked the toys and bought the toy would buy the toys for me, but kind of looked at me like, are you going to grow out of this or? You know, my parents were, you know, this is what they enjoyed, too. So, yep. What types of toys were your favorites to play with? He-Man, Transformers, um, a little bit of G.I. Joe, Thundercats and Ninja Turtles when they came out. Um, And through the 90s, you could say the X-Men figures and Spider-Man figures that came out at the time. Mm Um. But then you collect it. Yeah, I think there was a few other lines that like I, I had maybe had like one or two of the of the figures for 
Um, and there's a really, uh, you could say action figures. So I think that would probably yeah. be the all encompassing. Yeah. You know. Are there any that stand out more than the others? Transformers and He Man, <laughs> Ninja Turtles and 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 uh, and Thundercats. Yep. Yeah, those were easily. I only had re- like random, not necessarily. I, I don't want to say knockoffs or off-brand things, but like those smaller lines, those other lines. But if you think about the '80s, well, like you've already said, He-Man, Transformers, GI Joe, uh, Turtles, Mask, Thundercats. You know, I think the only line I had that mixed in with everything was like if I had like a dick tracy figure because the movie came out or right. if i had yeah. like like james bond jr or something because an, a weird animated series was well, on tv was, because like there was the hunger for more like the, mm-hmm. the transformer stuff like if i was in a like an odd job uh in the city you know with my you know like we would we would stop at an odd job or whatever and there would be like a random knockoff robot transforming mm-hmm. toy or whatever you'd buy it because you want like some cannon fodder for your, your transport oh, absolutely yep. you know so you'd buy like the space blaster so that like and you'd set it up so it would be a weapon that megatron was using or you know um you would do stuff like that like you would find the knockoff stuff to use and incorporate in your adventures mm-hmm. so um and then of course you buy the GoBots or you, like the other figures. I think I, I remember having. I had a couple of Ghostbusters and uh, Centurions. Oh man, I loved Centurions. Dino Riders. I had the yeah. I had the T Rex. Um, There's just like so many like action figure lines that like you you buy you can buy one of that line and like mm-hmm. you remember everything about the show, but you certainly remember that toy. Yeah. Absolutely, because again, the toys stuck out to us. Yes, we were watching the cartoons, but because of that, we wanted to play with the toys and we wanted to be those characters that yep. we were playing with, kind of thing. Yep. Do you prefer the label of action figures, dolls, toys, or some other label for what toys are? Depends upon what it is. I mean, what Barbies are dolls? Mm-hmm. You know, My Little Ponies are dolls. Um, that's like by what they are. I mean, you can kind of say the same thing for action figure. It's an action figure because it's designed for a type of play. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's designed for action. So it's, it's a proper label for it, you know? Um, and that's where I think like it was smart on them to call GI Joe the action figure. Um, because it's it's doing just that with the doll there's a purpose to it you're kind of like living life <laughs> mm-hmm. you know i guess it's it's the type of play that you're doing yeah absolutely good guys or bad guys which toys were your favorites to play with the most i loved having both i it's like you need both i i if i don't have enough bad guys to fight the good guys your adventures get stale <laughs> You know, um, so having more bad guys is great, but you need the good guys, too. Like if you have Superman, Mm -hmm. you need his rogues gallery. What rogues gallery? (laughs) Parasite. I I know. I know. I'm sorry. Or with with, with some battle armor 
Or if you have Batman, you need his rogues gallery. Yeah. If you have Transformers, you need Autobots and Decepticons because you need to be able to battle each other. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially, I mean, granted, you could have one Decepticon and he could overpower four or five Autobots until like Optimus Prime comes battle charging in to save the day. Or you can have, um, you know, a, a good even match of Autobots and Decepticons. It all depends upon like what you need. But like that's where it's kind of like for me, it's both, um, you know, unless it's like a, like the Thundercats. You just you can you can have Mumra and have Lino, Chitara, Tigra and Panthro and they're all fighting Mumra and he's whipping their tail until Lino is able to finally get him to, you know, mm-hmm. use the mirror reflection yeah, you know, so you figure creative ways in your when you're playing with the toys to do those kind of adventures. Yeah, absolutely. What is or was your favorite toy vehicle or playset? Playset, um, as far as like toys is concerned, um, I would say Castle Grayskull and the party wagon. You mean the turtle van. That's its real name. I don't care what the modern packaging says. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. know. The turtle van. The turtle van. Yeah, Um, I love that thing. The turtle blimp was not that fun. And that was because it took up space and you couldn't, like, I didn't have, I also didn't have the blimp. My friend had a blimp. Mm -hmm. And when he brought it over, I was like, if I bought this, where would I put this thing? And the Mm -hmm. same thing with the Technodrome. Um, The Technodrome, like, with the eyeball that, like, you know, yep. would roll down and stuff. Um, I also really liked the battle ram because the fact the sky sled came, you know, detached from it, which I thought was so cool. Um, the transformers were playsets into themselves, but Metroplex was always a lot of fun because it's cool to have Autobot base. You know, mm-hmm. the Decepticons are attacking, you know, Metroplex, Metroplex transform, you know, and uh, like that, I thought was also a really cool. Um, you could, you could Metroplex is a playset. That's what it yeah. is. So, um, all I can think of is Decepticon intruder in my brain. Decepticon <laughs> removes my eyes. Tripticon <laughs> vanquished. Yeah, he'll yeah. take Tripticon weeks to be- to dig himself out. <laughs> That's why I like Tripticon. I think I like Tripticon more as a <laughs> as a um character. Yeah. So. Smash Metroplex. (laughs) I forget which episode it was, but Metroplex threw him like once over a cliff and then it showed him like flying over darkness. Yeah. Was it five faces of darkness? Yeah. It was like over, over the, over the river and through the woods. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. Absolutely. It should have been like the, uh, Mario 64 toss. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Say long. Okay. Bowser. (laughs) <laughs> absolutely we talked about this a minute ago did you and your friends ever pretend with your toys that you had by this i mean did you say i'm gonna be this toy and you can be that toy like you can be the coke bottle top and i'll be the piece of glass kind of thing mm. we played i think if i remember correctly like the way that we played as kids um, 
I, I think that there was like a, um, a, a lot of the friends that I had would not play with their toys with other friends. Yeah. Um, they were so concerned about you breaking them. Mm-hmm. Like a friend of mine had Voltron, a complete <laughs> set of Voltron. And let me tell you, he was one of the, like, you don't touch this. You can't, you can't touch Voltron. Mm-hmm. And it's like, come on. Yeah. You know, like we, we, we got to like form feet and legs and stuff. And he, no, he wouldn't let us play with it. And it was die cast and everything. So die cast construction. It's a lost art. And, you know, I was kind of like that with my transformers. Um, and a friend of mine was like that with his Ninja Turtles. But the rest of the stuff, we would like have like adventures with other stuff. But it was more so if we knew we had a character, a character that we were playing as you just you played as the character, yeah. you know, so you tried to think of how that character would act, yeah. you know, like Starscream wouldn't do that, you know, so you, you know what I'm saying? Like we wouldn't we wouldn't deviate from who the characters were. Yeah. And it was like very much like that. Like if you were. If if a character if, if if your friend was Megatron and you were like let's say Blue Streak, you have to talk like a, a chatterbox. Yeah. And he has to say, you know, you're gonna die, Autobot, or whatever. You know, like he would have to stay in character. Um, that was one of the things that when we were playing as kids that I remember pretty vividly. Whatever we were playing, we were playing He-Man, we were playing Ninja Turtles. It was you had to stay in character. Um, and that was always a very, very important how that character sounded. So, um, absolutely. Yeah. What features define a good toy to you? How true does the item feel in comparison to the, uh, source material likeness? Well, um, if we're talking the eighties or we're talking today, <laughs> Either or, because <laughs> certainly, certainly, Ironhide and Ratchet without heads is uh, there. There's not a bad toy. It's just a poor representation of the character. Yeah. Um, but then again, the toy came first. So yep. that's that's neither here nor there. Nowadays, I think people are a little bit spoiled because we see all the articulation that's added to a lot of these transformers toys or different action figures that are coming out. Mm -hmm. And because of the articulation, it might be a little bit um, fragile. Yeah. Whereas back then they had like the, the transformation on a, on a transformer got them from vehicle to robot. And the only articulation you had was what the articulation was sometimes Mm -hmm. from the transformation. Um, so like like especially in the late the, the later eighties, some of the robots that they would they wouldn't even move their arms. <laughs> or no, or the in the battle chargers case, they didn't even have arms. Yeah. You know? Uh so that is where it's like the play gimmick is taking over of the toy. Um I think the Unicron trilogy suffers from that, especially Armada. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas like the 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 play gimmick takes over from the toy because the fiction of especially with transformers um is becomes is becomes what's so more important to the transformer itself and that you're only getting that one toy of that one character now other toy lines like let's say batman you're getting the same exact batman figure in 65 different colors with 65 different accessories for each one 
you know, and it, one will shoot a missile backpack. One will have some sort of weird spinning spinning gimmick or, you know, um, those are the times where it's like, well, do you really want that? <laughs> or do you want, you know, what, or do you just want one representation of the character and you can come up with extra gear to, to add later? Um, it's, it's a hard question because to me, I think a, a, like a bad figure is one that you aren't able to have any fun with, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And if you aren't able to have fun with it, then it, that's, that's really the, the bottom line. Like I was thinking about this earlier with G1 Optimus Prime. That's a fantastic t- toy in 1984. By today's yeah. standards, people would say, oh, that's the, it's not that good. <laughs> and you go, what? What? Do you know how much fun I had with G1 Optimus Prime? Like, yeah, but I mean, he can't move his legs. <laughs> Do you know how we played as kids? Yeah, we really. Would take, you grab the legs uh-huh. and you go around. Yep. Like, okay, the, it's great in articulation because you can move the arms. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes, the fists are removable and you can lose the fists, but guess what? Because the fists are removable, he has full wrist articulation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He can hold his blaster, which is all he needs to do. He can aim at Decepticons, which is all he needs to do. And he can turn into the truck that he need, you need him to. So yeah. in order to do the punch, you know how you, you know how we used to play as kids? You grab oh, the yeah. figure by the leg, you make the rotation with your hand, and you rotate to make that punch. Yeah, so, because that that was the thing back then was yes. like you in the eighties you didn't need a play gimmick you didn't need Optimus Prime shoots a laser out of his blah 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 whatever you know Optimus yeah. Prime shoots something out of his wrist like Spider Man you didn't need that because the imagination was left up to us where yeah. like like you're saying we take the leg and we pull it forward and kick Starscream in the in the robo gonads or whatever, yeah. you know, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> exactly. We had the we had the imagination to do that with our toys back then. Yeah, Nowadays, I, kids have robots that can literally turn have have ankle articulation, <laughs> and they get angry if it doesn't have our ankle articulation. And now they're adding you know hand articulation like with Rodimus Prime. You know, yeah. I mean G1 Rodimus Prime, he could only move his arms on a very limited basis. Yeah. You know, so we had to make do with what we had and we, we made up our own stories out of the, you know, that factor. Like I my G1 Jetfire toy um, was lost one of his arms mm-hmm. and we made I made up a backstory for it. That was the reason why Skyfire was rebuilt so that he had a battle mask over his face and he was missing his arm. Mm-hmm. So. That was one of the reasons why he was what he was like. That was what I did with my G1 Jetfire because the arm got broken off Um, and which is probably one of the reasons why many of us were very protective of our toys because we didn't want friends breaking our Transformers or breaking our whatever toy line we had. So you think about that and how we used to play back then versus now. How are kids playing with these same toys now? You know. That's the, really we have to and, take, it, take it, that into consideration too. Yeah, and we'll get into this a little bit later with, with another question. But that's the thing with today's standards is what toys? Let's just say Transformers specifically, because that's what we're kind of talking about. Mm-hmm. What Transformers toys specifically are marketed towards kids and not us who were kids forty years ago? Like 
I go into Walmart, and if I even see Transformers on the shelf, like, okay, Cyberverse, maybe, or something like that. But, like, Kingdom Rodimus is not... It's not... Yes, Hasbro says, oh, parents, swipe up now on Instagram, and you can order this for your kids. But really, that toy is for us. For those of us who had the original, who were kind of let down with the fact that the legs, at least in in alt mode... They're a little weird having yeah. the legs in the. I, that was the one thing I never liked about G1 Rodimus was his, his his legs and the new Kingdom figure that's out, you know, doesn't fix really, all that. Yeah. yeah, fixes all of that kind yeah. of thing. The fire in your heart is hey, let's stop here. Why settle for a peak, Daniel, when you can see everything from Lookout Mountain? A little to the left. A little bit more. Heaven only knows what you might find. Nowadays, I, I the war for Cybertron is clearly geared towards the older demographic. Mm-hmm. Like I would, they know that they are making figures that eight-year-olds can play with, but they mm-hmm. know that the adult collector is getting them too. Mm-hmm. So that that's why the war for Cybertron seems to be geared that way. Um, I in a in a way, I mean. Clearly, you know, Rescue Bots was, and I think oh, they yeah. still have them. We know that that's that's geared towards the preschool crowd. Yeah, and then you know you have the Cyberverse. I think is is geared towards the definitely for the five year old. Yeah. Um, the problem with Cyberverse though is that I think that they've gone too far into the kitty gimmick. <laughs> um, I know a lot of people like the one step changers, but they are good for two year olds. I will say that because I have, you know, I have, I have two small kids, so like mm-hmm. I can get a transformer for them and it could be a representation of the character and they can have a bumblebee and they can have an optimus and they can have this. And if it breaks, it's not that big of a deal. But then again, they are making these toys that are there. The plastic on them is it breaks still breaks is just as easy as, as the adult collector stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So you kind of question like, are, are you making this for ki- kids that it can be rough and tumble with this or, what do you you know? That's that's really the question. So, um, but I think that's definitely Cyberverse is geared towards the a younger demographic, um, yeah. and that's not a bad thing. It's not a no, bad no, thing. no. It's not a bad thing at all. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, uh, but Transformers was was always. I, I think Transformers was always geared towards like, I mean, five and up, mm-hmm. right? But yeah. five and up to today's standards is different than five five and up in 1984. Yeah, absolutely you know, it was. You know, Optimus Prime was five and up. Yeah. Right? Um, but I mean a G one Transformers was five and up, but yeah, it's not fi- it's not considered five and up today. You know, and okay. that's because the toy standard the toy standards in, uh, on the industry changed. You know, yeah. they look at the Transformers now and go, Oh no, a kid could choke on that fist. Yeah. Yeah. Well, of course, but this is why you why you need responsible parents. Well, no, parents can't be responsible. Then why have children if you're not going to be responsible for them? <laughs> anyway. I say this as a parent. You, parents need to get be a little bit more responsible with their kids. They they do. They do need yeah. to know what their kids are playing with, and they do need to know, you know, take some time, you know, to know what their kids are watching, and you know, have an idea to be a little bit responsible and and to be, yeah, we. I, not gonna close. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, no, no. You're right. I mean, that's the thing. Like, you know, there needs to be responsibility on the part of the parents. Now, I don't have kids. We don't have any plans on having kids. 
but it's, it's one of those things where, you know, just because I don't have kids doesn't mean that I don't have the values that my parents instilled in me if I ever was to have children. There is a certain way you do things and there's a certain way you don't do things. And that's the way it was. And that's the way, like... But you know what's funny though is that like a lot of uh, you, to you know a lot of folks nowadays they don't they don't agree with that they want to go well why do we have to follow follow these certain rules and stuff like that and it's like do you want you really should learn some some advice from people who have been around the block really and it, and it's not even a certain rule it's it's more of a rule of common sense yeah like you know common sense okay. ain't so common not anymore apparently and that's a whole other discussion for a completely different podcast but it's just one of those things like you said optimus prime and i could be wrong about this optimus prime or any of the ones that had the removable hands there was a warning label on there, choking hazard, parents, please, whatever. Yep. Whatever it is. You know, you look at the Happy Meal toys. It, even the Happy Meal toys come with warning labels saying potential choking hazard. Do not leave in, in front of three-year-olds. Yep. And if they choose to leave their three-year-old with the the Hamburglar who's going to shoot a hamburger in their – a plastic hamburger and in the their mouth. needs to oh. assume the responsibility. Exactly. So we've gotten off on a tangent here, folks. Getting back yes. into the questions, <laughs> what does toy packaging have to have to draw you in? So what is it about the packaging that draws you to that toy? Well, I guess you could say the colors, but a lot of people nowadays are now – toys, it seems to be geared towards um, a media product mm-hmm. nowadays, almost to a light – exclusive aspect mm-hmm. um so if you're like kids want paw patrol or kids want transformers or a person wants um he-man they're going to be drawn towards that mm-hmm. so that right in and of itself is what's going to draw you to the toy so they're, they're looking for the property so if you're looking at you know, for me, for Transformers, I see a picture of Rod- I see Rodimus Prime. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I want. I, you know, I see the the packaging art on him looks awesome, right? Um, I mean, granted, I would love to see the classic style box art and the Transformer in vehicle mode with a window, so I can see the entire vehicle, um, like in days of yesteryear. But we're not getting that much anymore. But you know, that to me, I think was. Um, What's it called? Uh, the the thing that I think that draws you is like when you see the packaging art. Really, to me, I think is the yeah. most important thing. Like the the colors, the the art itself, the figure itself. Um, if it's a, a a figure like like something like He Man, seeing the toy itself is what was is the big draw. Mm-hmm. Um, the, for for transformers, it's at least seeing the character art because they're m- going towards more cardboard, um, you know, packaging. You know, it's really a ma- matter of se- se- selling the product. That's really what it is. Like what what it is that you see, and I think that's like I know I'm kind of talking from a toy a- avenue aspect of it, mm-hmm. but that's really what it comes boils down to is like the visual. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's got to come down to the visual because that's what's drawing you in and the. Mm-hmm. And the sad thing is, 
<laughs> as of next year, they are going to a at least Hasbro with Transformers. They're going to a closed box. Oh boy, that's going to be a nightmare. I I really feel for the for the store. This is that's probably going to go into the retail. I, you're probably going to talk about yeah. Retail. Yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah, wow. Uh-huh. Okay, so we're talking about packaging. Do you open your toys or do you leave them packaged? If you keep toys packaged, do you have any specific criteria for doing so? Um, I don't have much as far as MI, I'm MIB or MISB uh, figures. But the ones that I do, it's more so... It's it's because the toy itself to me is more of a collector's item than it is a something that I want to play with. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy I want to be able to enjoy the the figure, and so I take it out of the box, I play with it, I mess around with it. Um, I do take care of it. I'm not as I'm not as rough as a mm-hmm. as a five year old kid would be. Right. You know, obviously I'm an adult, but like, like I'll give an example like Gigawatt. Mm-hmm. I open that toy up was really really cool it's basically sideswipe but it's a delorean mm-hmm. um awesome figure but it's not something that i want to take out of the package very often right yeah. so i played with it for a little bit i packaged him back up and put him back on the shelf so for display because it's just cool to have the novelty of a delorean transformer same thing yeah, with absolutely. I, I have not taken him out of the box at all but ectotron Mm-hmm. Um, just really cool to have the Ecto One in vehicle mode and on display, but in a Transformers style packaging, and then just keeping it that way. If I do open him up, I'll probably mess around from a little bit and put him back in the box. On the other hand, all the War for Cybertron stuff, I'm opening right up. Right. Um. Yeah, because it's just it. You know, they're they're figures that are made. They I it's they're geared towards you know the the older older fan and the adult. Yeah, so I think the only way I would have left Rodimus packaged is, is if the if the box came in alt mode and you had a window where you could see the 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 figure. Yep. Of course, yeah. you'd have to. You'd I have think to that's a... going to be a big. Um, I think that's going to turn. Um, it's going to be uh, you're going to see a lot more MIB collectors. Instead of MISB collectors, because you're going to want to make sure that your box is sealed, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, to make sure that you've got still have the toy in there. Yeah, pretty much. Because, you know, that's going to end up happening. Oh, yeah. Somebody's going to buy something, take that toy and then put something else in the box and return it. And the employee and some like, look, re- retail like we don't have a toy giant anymore here in the U.S. We just don't. Yep. It's all big box retail, and while most of them are really, really good employees and they do a hard job, and I respect, you know, I used to do some of those jobs, so I'm not saying anything about any of the employees, but in a general sense, most employees aren't going to look in the box. Right. They don't. So, you know, sometimes that happens, which sucks, and whoever does that needs to be taken out back and put a fusion – anyway – uh, if as a pretty bad recently, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it has. This is getting expensive. If as a kid slash adult, you only were allowed to choose one toy franchise to collect from, which one would you choose and why? Um, 
I'm gonna say uh, just Transformers. Like if it, if it just one, if it only had one uh, one Transformer that I could buy, and that would be it. Um, like like otherwise like like one toy line you said, right? Yeah, one toy line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think Transformers would be it. Um, honestly, it has the most uh, playability. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, no matter what you're getting, you're always getting at least two different playthings, whether it's a vehicle or a robot, and then you get into the bigger stuff. Not necessarily bigger stuff, but get into the other stuff like the triple changers or the six changers, and then you get into the big stuff like we've already talked about, Metroplex and Trepticon. Yep. All that, it, it just has everything. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and that's it's kind of an easy, easy, easy one. Yep. It's probably because you and I are your big Transformers guys. So. Of course. You know, the He-Man collector is going to say He-Man, you know? Yeah, uh, and I mean, if I never came into contact with Transformers, I'd probably say He-Man too. I'm not saying that. It's just that question is was specifically put in for one guest who we've already had on the show, my buddy, <laughs> my buddy Pecan Court Michael, because... You know, he had other toys as a kid and whatever else. Mm-hmm. And then once he met his wife and everything else, and she was like, okay, you can have one collection. What do you want? I'm like, okay, well, that's going to be a question on the podcast. Oh. <laughs> uh, as an adult, do you prefer vintage toys or modern toys? Uh, it depends upon what you're, how you want to a- answer that. Um, because... As much as I love to collect the G1 figures, uh, I, I I feel satisfied with most of my G1 collection. Mm-hmm. Um, if I do want, if I did want to collect anything more out of my G1 collection, it would probably be to replace the ones that are like in poor condition, mm-hmm. um, like my Insecticons, um, <laughs> or you know maybe get another blaster because the that that doesn't look like the reissue because the reissue you can tell is a different plastic quality. Because mm-hmm. the spring on my uh, the door on my G1 blaster is broken, you know, just it's, it's stuck closed. Um, but and I have a, a ram horn. Ram horn is stuck in there. Oh jeez. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of I have another ram horn, so it's not a big deal. Um, but I like collecting the newer updates to those toys. So like I for me like the War for Cybertron was like oh yeah like mm-hmm. I'm getting all over this because you know just again kingdom rodimus prime like or mm-hmm. even just because probably because i just recently reviewed them but any of them really like you take a look at the B- and the beast wars toys too like mm-hmm. um the beast wars toys were great um but the, the 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 war for cybertron stuff it's like these great updates to those characters yeah. now and that's really what it come, boils down to it's like it's a matter of trying to get this definitive version of your of the classic character that you're you're buying so absolutely yeah yeah if i was if i was still actively collecting actual toys other than funko pops the top two on my list are, are leader galvatron and, and kingdom rodimus but i'm not doing that anymore so it's okay get those two I cannot be disappointed. I know that. I'm telling you. I, <laughs> I know. I'm telling you. I know. Like well, even I, if, even <clears throat> if you don't like, don't let it be your 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 cherry popping moment where all of a sudden next thing you know you're gonna start buying like three or four or five hundred you oh, know no, 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 stuff. No. If you just intend to buy, you really <laughs> want those. Yeah. 
Yeah, the Rod because because I know you're a Rodimus guy like I am, so yeah. that Kingdom Rodimus is worth worth every penny. And that Galvatron, is, I, I need to get my hands on that one because I have the Titans Return one, and it's not a great toy. Like comparatively speaking, it's not that great. Yeah, yeah, Kingdom is much. Kingdom does have a couple of issues, but they can be easily fixed. Yeah, um, right, <clears throat> exactly. So, <laughs> what is <laughs> one toy you can always play with? One toy I can always play with. Yep. Ever's on my desk. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Uh, like if if I'm able to get my hands onto it, I mean I, I can mess around with it and mm-hmm. you know see what it does. Like I'll I'll play with it. I'll see like even if it's like something that my kids are playing with, I'll play with it with them. You know. Yeah. Um. So I want to see how it works. I want to see how it operates. I want to see it if you can have fun doing it, you know, or like my kids have like, uh, a, the, this, those magnetic fishing pole things where it's like basically like a little piece of wood with a magnet on it and it has a fishing pole and I'm seeing them play with it and they'll hand like my, my son will hand it to me. So I'll take that mm-hmm. and I'll use, I'll play with that with him. I'm able to play with it. It's a toy. Like it, I'm able to have fun with my, like with the stuff that I collect and they be able to have fun with the stuff that they like to play with. So to absolutely. me, anything. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Even though there are always toy lines that people never purchase, are there any that you specifically and purposefully avoid? This can be lines, characters, that kind of thing. I don't collect favors <laughs> at all. <laughs> um, I if they g oneified the character and made it so it's just compatible with like the G, like the mm-hmm. you know war for cybertron stuff mm-hmm. like they did with barricade yeah yeah mm-hmm. i mean if i like the character like blackout or or um i didn't collect animated um not because of the toys being bad in any way and same thing with the movie bots like if i don't like the designs of the movie bots um it just i don't like the aesthetic I, I don't um, like having their outsides or their their insides on the outside. Yeah, just, yeah, they're inside out transformers. That's basically yeah. what, what the Bayverse robots look like to me. I so, will say that you do need to get two of the animated figures. Technically three, but it is two. I have I have Soundwave. Okay, that's not where I was going, but okay. RC, and then there's regular Rodimus, and I believe there is a crystal clear Rodimus. Okay. Yes. Oh, that Rodimus toy is one of the single most greatest transformations. Design. (laughs) Really? Yeah, I didn't like the square (laughs) face. It just didn't look right. Um, and I understand. Like, it's it's an aesthetic. Yeah. Um, the toy looks awesome. Yeah, the toy is awesome. (laughs) I'm sure it is. It is. And you you see, see what I'm saying? Like, I can. You, you people could enjoy a toy. You, you don't necessarily have to like like I know people are going to be like ah he doesn't ah, you know. uh-huh. if I don't collect it it's not a like not the end yeah, of the world it's, no it's not the end of the world but it is if you don't have every Robert's, Rodimus figure yeah I, yeah I was I was waiting for that figure. I was waiting for that comparison I was like wait a minute he's missing a bot <laughs> yes I don't have the animated Rodimus and I and and. I, I won't collect the, the Bayverse stuff, so you won't see a. Well, uh, I don't even. Did they? They did do a Bayverse hot rod. Hot rod. Or hot, hot rod. 
Yeah. Oh. Run. Oh. Yeah. I think I made it. I'm like, trying to make you remember. I, so I think I made it like ten minutes. Into that. <laughs> oh, God, that we've got to get a new travel agent. Last night, how about Last Stand? And not even in a good way either. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. No. All right. Are there any toys in the past or currently that you wish you hadn't bought them? Are there any toys that you may have sold that you regret letting go? Um. You know, I, I, I've, I gotta be honest. Like, well, oh yeah, yeah. My vintage He-Man, Ninja Turtles, and um, most of my other collections outside of Transformers that I had gotten, I had gotten, uh, I no longer have. Those I regret getting rid of. I absolutely regret buying Armada, Sideswipe, and Scavenger. Absolutely regret those two. Um. I wish that some of the stuff in Beast Wars and Generation 2 did not suffer from gold plastic syndrome because it would have been cool to see to have a G1 and G2 Superion next to each other. Um, and my Transmetal Megatron fell apart. So <laughs> I think pretty much almost everybody's has, isn't there? Yeah. Um, which sucks because the Transmetal Megatron was freaking awesome toy yes he was told it until the gold plastic took it over i still have my g2 electro though mm. um and he's i won't transform him just because <laughs> i know i know better. that's the the that's the interesting thing nowadays because again we'll, we'll get to this a little bit later but that's the interesting thing hasbro at least for transformers Everything now is packaged in robot mode. Yeah. When we were kids, we had to learn how to get like it was a like a shining like a shining accomplishment. Like, oh my god, you graduated high school. Yay for you. Oh my god, you got married. Yay for it was like this accomplishment for us to get from Optimus Prime's truck mode to Optimus Prime's robot mode. Yep. Whereas now it's like, here, here you go, robot mode. You don't even need to transform them if you don't want to. Yeah, that's true. It's just crazy. Yeah, that is true. Because if you really think about it, that I, I think that might be uh, from a toy perspective that's hurting the Transformers brand. Maybe, yeah, because it's one of those things where, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love the fact that Optimus turns into a truck. I love the fact that hot rod or rodimus or whatever turns into whatever you know whatever the car you know whatever futuristic thing he's futuristic sports car and a futuristic space truck let's just go with that yeah yeah i mean that's great and all but the surprise for us in the 80s was figuring out how to get it from the first part you know it's kind of like in a couple of the early episodes the cons uh, i believe it was i'm pretty sure it was scrapper transform phase one he would say constructicons transform phase one yep. transform phase two you know and then he would say phase two and whatever and that's kind of the thing with the toys it's like Oh, if it already comes in phase two, why would I want to go back to phase one? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of depressing when you think about it. How large or small is your toy collection? Do your toys take up the whole house or are they relegated to one room shelf or something like that? 
I currently have most of my collection in bins, um, in like like these big Tupperware bins, giant size ones, and it's just because what happened was is that I moved uh, when I got married, and when I moved into a small apartment, so they most of them never escaped those bins once mm-hmm. I moved, and then of course I moved again twice over, so since then now I. I have access to the bins now, so I can easily get to them, mm-hmm. but they're, um, but it's all in my office. Mm-hmm. You know, all of my, all of my collection is in my office. So, uh, I do have access to get to it. It's just that they're, that I don't have the room in this office for display though. <laughs> so uh, at least not, not to the, the extent that it would be when you have these supersized giant collections. Oh yeah. 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 How do you keep track of your collection? I mean, I know what I have. Um, mm-hmm. Most of it, like I, it's just a matter of like knowing, okay, this bin's got this in it, this bin's got that in it. Um, all the current stuff I have readily available to grab whenever I want to. Mm-hmm. Um, the G Generation One stuff, I know it's okay. The Autobots are in this bin. The Decepticons are in that bin. The '86 stuff is in this bin. Um, you know, I can get to that. And then there is the, um, you know, the the stuff that I never touch, which is the Unicron trilogy stuff and the, the classics and the, like, like if it's not, if they didn't, they didn't do a modern update to it. Um, it's not in those, those bins. So I know where I can find it. So I have an idea of where they are. Yeah, absolutely. When you get to a point where you can display your stuff, how would you want to display it? Um, I mean, if I had, if like currently I have two shelves, so at least I have like a small display. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, I just do one shelf of Autobots, one shelf of Decepticons. But if if I had like the spacing for it, really honestly, I would probably get rid of a lot of my collection. Like I would, I would sell probably like the Unicron trilogy stuff or the classic stuff, or the um, you know, maybe even like put some of that stuff for, like out there just so that i can make more room (laughs) yeah um true and it's just really a matter of like having a good representation of of the characters that i want to have on display and that's about it and then maybe even having a rotation you know Mm -hmm. have like one week will be the the week where all the 86 transformers are fighting and the (laughs) next week will be the the week where all the beast wars characters are fighting and you know, you can do rotate do rotations like that. Like that that would to me would be a cool like display where it's like a different display this week. You know, and that would also be cool if it's something where I'm 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 on camera since since I, my YouTube channel is on camera, I mm-hmm. wouldn't mind having like a different people go like, "What transformer do they have on does he have on display this week?" You know, that would be like a cool thing to actually have. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you could make a whole new segment out of it. Of course, it would take you a lot of work to do this, but daily displays with Rodimus Primal and you could change the display every day. Or I would probably do it weekly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just because like I'll play with a bunch of them like at one point and then I'll put them right back, um, which is something that probably from having friends who were protective of their toys made me made me protective of my toys. Um mm-hmm. Where put it back where you got it. Put it back <laughs> in the position that you mm-hmm. had it. Make sure you had the gun pointing up. Put the mm-hmm. gun pointing back up. Mm-hmm. You know. Put the cassette back in the deck. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
leave things how you found it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Or, uh, or better than you le- than you found it. Yep. You know that that's like the rule of the. <laughs> yeah. You haven't dusted these in a while. Let me dust these for you. <laughs> you know, uh, what if you're, they you're all fall over? With, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you're letting me play with your toy. I'm gonna dust it for you. <laughs> <laughs> if you could only keep one toy from your entire collection, what would it be and why? At this point, nah, I know what this answer is gonna be. <laughs> Kingdom Rodimus. Yep. Yeah. Kingdom Rodimus. He really is the best one that we've gotten outside of even 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 standing up next to masterpiece. He's easily the best. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. Like, definitely. Here's the toy box challenge. You get one eighteen by eighteen by eighteen box. Only the only toys you can keep have to fit in the box. What can you pack into it? Hmm. 18 by 18 by 18 box. Yep. That's a toughie. <laughs> You're able to squeeze uh, Kingdom Rodimus in there. Mm-hmm. Right. That, along with... Uh, I need a Decepticon to go with him. Clonus. What's that? Cyclonus. Yeah, so that Cyclonus figure is the best in the Kingdom line. Yep. Um, have to be in robot mode because the wingspan... Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, definitely. Trying to think about spacing-wise. <laughs> um, the Netflix Soundwave. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to do uh, Takara Legends RC. There you go. Um, and... Uh, Let's see. It's already got two Decepticons there. I'm going to do... Uh, that's a toughie, because it's just starting to think about spacing-wise. That's, that's, it's tough, because like, cause Kingdom Rodimus is already going to take up a lot of space with that trailer. Yep. Astrotrain. Yeah, he's always easy to fit in. He's so small. Well, I... I the Earthrise, or the yeah, the, the oh, Siege Earthrise one. Right, right, right. Because it's it's to scale. Yep. You know, I mean, I have G1 Astro Train, so it's like, I mean, but he and he is tiny, but you can't imagine that there's like all of the Decepticons are in that 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 in, yeah. inside Astro Train. That's um, true. And then, uh, yeah, it's tough because it's like I'm just sitting there looking and going. Okay, who am I going to not fit? Who am I going to fit? <laughs> Cyclonus, transform and attack. Ah, Cyclonus, how wonderful to see you again. Decepticons, your leader has returned. Long live the Empire. If I had Kingdom Galvatron, I would say him. But you know, if not, then Earthrise Prime and 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 uh, Siege Megatron. My customized Siege Megatron. There you go. So this way that you have like the definitive leaders. And if I had, if I could squeeze him in there, I would get. I would. I would. I would do uh, Siege Jetfire. <laughs> oh, man, cutting it tight. Yeah, I'm cutting it real <laughs> tight now, right? And then you, then you end up with. Um, do I do Ironhide? Do I do? 
So this is tough because it's kind of like you're 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 trying to really like whittle down like my teams and stuff. <laughs> Netflix Bumblebee. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And that would probably be, you know, all I could fit in there. Yep. Are you a Funko fan? No. Not not in a sense that I don't care if people collect them, but they do take up a lot of space. <laughs> Yes, yes, they do. Not as much as that Metroplex, though. What was the most money you spent on a toy? Most money? Um, I think I it was uh, $300 I spent on a Brave Maximus. Uh, cool. Yeah. And he's loose, so... Um, I don't have a G1 fortress maximus but i do have the brave maximus um figure what was the cheapest toy or best deal you got a dollar for a pristine g1 wheelie and i only say that because he's only he's not even worth that (laughs) um no, but if I was to say a really good deal that I got for for a figure, I mean, I don't know if it's like the modern stuff, but like I forgot what figure like that somebody like was able to find for me and I was at a at a convention and somebody just had it for 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 inexpensive or I was buy, already buying a couple of other Transformers and he had another one. He's like, "Hey, you want it? Here, take it." I can't remember which one. Mm-hmm. Like specific G1 Transformers. <laughs> Swoop. Yeah, Swoop I got for $75 in really good shape. That was a really good deal considering considering the beak breaks easy. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think that was a really good deal, $75 I think for a G1 Swoop. Cool. Awesome. What modern and or vintage toy lines are you currently collecting? Um, currently collecting um the War for Cybertron stuff like pretty much that line exclusively for transformers um i just started getting into collecting uh again as is the he-man stuff mm-hmm. um you know getting got i think i i, I ordered the the he-man and skeletor origins because i want the ones that have the standard head mm-hmm. um but i'm not going to go he- overboard with with that because it's more so i want the characters that i i don't have some sort of good representation for yeah like i have the 2002 he-man figures and that tila is amazing mm-hmm. um but the uh like i don't have roboto and mm. i would love to get a clawful because they didn't make clawful in the 2002 toy line mm-hmm. because yeah. it got canceled before that point thank you mattel <laughs> Um, I blame and, Cartoon Network, but now yeah, Cartoon Network and 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 Mattel are equally responsible for that show getting canned. Yeah, um, but the the thing that I'm mostly like going shooting for now is the DVDs of these shows. Mm-hmm. Like if I didn't get the DVD sets, I want to get the DVD sets now. I have yeah. He-Man. I need to get She-Ra. Um, I have Ninja Turtles and I need to get Thundercats have all of Transformers that have been released on DVD, but they need to release full sets. I want yeah, I, I want 2001 and 20. Oh, OK. I yeah. see what you're saying. I need yeah. I, I want um, I want those on DVD. I have Prime on Blu-ray. 
Um, I have, you know, I want like all the discs for that. Um, cause it's, it's much better than trying to get a digit. Like, uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. And they just put G one on, on, uh, on YouTube. YouTube, but season one is not the, the shout factory release. It's the Rhino release, but <laughs> without the sound effects. <laughs> of course it is. So, it, you know, when the Decepticons are carrying Skyfire into the mountain on fire on the mountain, mm-hmm. he's colored like Skywarp, where <laughs> it was corrected for the broadcast, uh, corrected for broadcast before it aired. Um, so when uh, another another instance, is especially Heavy Metal War, there were so many corrections made to Heavy Metal War for broadcast that are screwed up. Um, reverse transformations in season one. And that's what's on YouTube right now. Yeah. They got, they did get corrected before broadcast and shout factory actually gave us the corrected version. And that's not the version that's on YouTube. Yeah. That's, I don't understand why it's not the version on YouTube, but it is what it is, which is why I'm glad I have the physical release for it. Yeah, exactly. So I want the physical release for a lot of these shows. Um, you know, all the classic cartoons that I watched and then, then some, Mm -hmm. so that's going to probably be my next like endeavor to start collecting is to get the, to get the, the ability to watch any of these shows at any time and not have to worry about the rights. Okay. Well, this streaming service is now taking it (laughs) off. Yeah. This streaming service only has one season. No, I have it all on disc. Yeah, Netflix has season one of Prime, and Tubi has seasons two and three, and I'm like, why? Yeah. Like, why? Like, and I understand it's, you know, Hasbro and their whatever, E1 or whatever it is now, but I would think that Shout Factory has some sort of rights to it, because they did do the DVD releases of some of these things. And it's like, why isn't it just on shot factory TV? Like just put it all on there in the right order in the right, you know, format and whatever. I don't know. It's weird. Do you visit toy shows or conventions? And when you do, obviously outside of, you know, 2020, 2021, the new world we're living in when Mm -hmm. we could actually still go to conventions do you have a specific methodology? Do you bring a certain amount of money or what are you searching for when you go to these things? When I go to conventions, I mean, before I would be gone on the hunt for stuff. Mm-hmm. Now I'm a little bit more pass passive. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to see what's there. If I see something I want, if I've got the money for it, I'll buy it. If not, uh, I could have gotten that. It's it's because I think that people are going to be excited to go to these toy shows again. That there're going to be a lot of people out there trying to collect stuff. So it's there's more chances of of good stuff to find. Yeah, I'm not. Um, I'm not like I need to find this. Like if this convention has what I'm looking, like better have what I'm looking for now. I mm-hmm. I, I more so go to see what's out there and just enjoy the show. Um, 20 years ago, I would have been like, yeah, I go, I, I, I save up like $300 to yeah. be prepared to go to spend all the money on the show floor. Now I want to enjoy the, I just want to have a good time. Yeah. I want to see what everybody's selling, say what's up to the vendors. If I see something cool, I'll buy it. And yeah. also because, I mean, now I'm like kind of a YouTube personality. So 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's you know, um, I'm sure sure people are going to be more more so excited to see me. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and I hate to sound like that conceited. You know what I mean? I I don't I, I don't, I don't want to sound conceited, but yeah, you know, I know that that's going to be a thing. And so I'm prepared for that. I'd rather be just have fun while I'm at the convention than anything else. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the whole YouTube personality thing is, yeah, you're right. I mean, if some, if some, some kid in wherever watches one of your videos and enjoys it. And I don't want to say gets attached to you, but likes watching your stuff. Well, then that's, you know, if, if you go to a convention and his parents bring him to that convention, of course, he's going to be excited to see his favorite YouTube reviewer yeah. kind of thing. So, I mean, yeah, yeah it's, you know. It's it's, right. it's it's a weird and surreal, cool experience. Like, I, you know, my my uh, I, I forget because, like, my dad has started to come to the to the conventions now more recently mm-hmm. and and people were recognizing me. And he goes, I never thought people would recognize. I was like, well, I'm on YouTube. You know, it, it is what it is. I, it is weird. It's very mm-hmm. weird, you know, because I don't consider myself that important. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yep. Have you ever purchased a toy for one of your kids with the ulterior motive of playing with it yourself? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. Uh, Which toy was this? (laughs) um, Well, I bought the the, um, Bumblebee movie, which was the Titans Return retool of Soundwave. Mm -hmm. And it came and I bought the cassette pack, too. And it came with that one changer for Bumblebee. Gotcha. Yeah. The one changer Bumblebee went into the hands of my kids. <laughs> and the rest of it came upstairs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I want to get rid of it because I don't I I have the Netflix sound wave and that's a better sound wave figure. Exactly. And I'm like, I spent that money for it, but hey, you know what? My kids got got still have that Bumblebee and they still play with it. Yeah, there you go. Um my kid the who was it's I, I got in the um it's really fun playing with the the plushies from Symbiote Studios. Mm-hmm. They make those plushies for Transformers. They make them for other other toy lines and stuff like characters. Mm-hmm. But specifically, we got the Transformers ones, and my kids love them. Mm. But it's fun because the Grimlock one's got a big gaping mouth, <laughs> yeah. so I can chase my kids around the house with that Grimlock. <laughs> and it's a lot of fun. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Have you ever purchased a vintage toy for one of the kids because you thought it would be fun based on your own preferences? So, for example, like G1 Astro Train or G1 Soundwave or Blaster or that kind of thing. No, I haven't done any of that because I knowing how I was with the toys and how my kids are at their age currently. Mm-hmm. getting them a, a vintage figure like that <laughs> i know what would happen to it uh-huh. so i know they're not ready for it yet mm-hmm. so it's also knowing my kids age bracket so there you go yeah do you do any toy modifications or customs painting building dioramas that kind of thing yes now what what do you normally do um i will fill in the details where <laughs> Uh, where a transformer was supposed to have painted hubcaps <laughs> yeah. or they didn't paint the backside of a transformer or I mean, what's that? 
How do you not paint the backside? That just... I don't know. I don't <laughs> know. Like, I, I'm telling you that the the guys who must have designed the, 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 the War for Cybertron molds for the females decided not to. <laughs> and they must not think of anything of the 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 you know rc or alita one except for what they see in the front not in the back um lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Which tells tells me a lot about them. Um, <laughs> but the, you know, I, I've also paint, you know, I, I made a made good out of a bad situation because my Earthrise Blue Streak broke. So I, I ended up um, getting an, a second smokescreen and, and modifying the parts. So I painted him up as uh, the Diaclone colors and called him Silver Streak. I've painted up and modified with parts and toy hacks labels for multiple different figures out of the War for Cybertron stuff. Didn't go crazy on the old, older Transformers toys, though. Right. Uh, it seems that they were pretty good at getting the details on those Transformers years. Like, I think within the last 10 years, we saw hubcaps not get painted. We saw figures missing painted details that used to have painted details um, more and more and more over the last 10 years. So, and pretty much that's the custom customization work that I'll end up doing on my Transformers figures. Yeah. Very cool, very cool. All right, here's the big one. Do you think toy companies should specifically have adult collector toys, child toys, or find a way to mix both? That's a complicated question and deserves is, a complicated answer. Exactly. This is what kind of what we've been talking about this whole time at this point because I knew this question was coming, and it's just crazy. There is a market directly for collectors. Mm-hmm. Um, and the collector market wants highly detailed, accurate figures. But the thing is, is that are, are those highly detailed, actor, accurate figures deserving of the price points that they're getting? Yeah. And you got the kids stuff that is so kitty that it it's like, well, the adult collector is not going to buy that. <laughs> Only the kids are. And so yep. you basically create this rift out of out of the fandom. And it's kind of that same way Transformers has gone through these reboots over and over and over again where you've created multiple rifts and ripples in the fandom. Yeah. You know, unif- maybe this is why Hasbro's kind of gone into the unification, but they haven't really because you have Cyberverse on the shelf mm-hmm. and then you have War for Cybertron on the shelf. What's selling out more than anything else? War for Cybertron. 
Why? Because it's appealing to the adult collector, but it's also appealing to the kid collector. Why? Because it's G1 characters and Beast Wars characters now, too. You know, and even if you did so with the the Armada stuff, um, highly detailed, highly posable figures, but at a price point that everybody can afford, or at least you try to. And gives you all of the you know all of that whereas with cyberverse you're looking at figures that are costing about the same but they have less playability less posability less paint applications but a gimmick you know they're putting all they're loading all of the gimmicks in there but then again when you have a wave of war for cybertron you're looking at a wave of four characters and then you have like four characters in Cyberverse, and then you have the all of the other licensed third-party licensed toys, like the Super Seven stuff, and that's all on the shelf next to the rest of the Transformers. That's even if you can find it on the retail shelf. But then again, you're you're probably buying it at online now at this point anyway. Yep. Um, so it's kind of not really like keeping Transformers focused, and there's too many. Too many directions that Transformers is going in, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Yeah, um, like I, I'm it, sorry, I'm, Transformers. I'm yeah, go ahead. Transformers, I fe- think feel it needs to like, like it needs to like focus, you know. And that's why the War for Cybertron was so successful, yeah. because it focused on something, and you it know, did I, did it really well. Now, Cyberverse as a cartoon, people really liked the cartoon. But we need a cartoon that that has that level of care. I don't even know if you can say that. Like, you kind of need like, you know, the get a higher quality voice cast, get a higher quality like, get more episodes, get more, you know, get more showtime out there, get the stories into the hands of people, then they'll buy the toys. The toys are selling because they are their classic representations of the characters. Yep. Which is kind of keeping it alive, and I wonder if the collector community is also keeping it alive too, because of people like me. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, so there, it's a complicated answer. It's a, it's a yeah. really complicated answer. Like, how do you balance that? Do you balance it with having six or seven different avenues to of Transformers out on the toy shelf, or do you focus on let's make one really good Optimus? Let's not make seventeen different versions of Optimus. You know. Let's make one really good one. Well, everybody has to have dead Optimus Prime. I mean, come on. <laughs> everybody has to have You know what I mean. I'm talking about know, like right. the yeah. one changer gimmick Optimus. Yeah. And then the the Battleizer Armor Optimus. Mm-hmm. And the Yeah. <laughs> you know, Battleizer Bumblebee. Like you, you look at the toy shelf and there's like six or seven different versions of Cyberverse Bumblebee on the shelf. Yep. And you can't find netflix bumblebee you couldn't get him on the toy shelf when he was out yeah no why is that it's um i think they need to have and i don't i don't work for hasbro i i have no knowledge of their internals or any of that kind of thing but from what i've seen from the hasbro pulse fan first whatever friday or tuesday or whatever the hell they do with the live streaming they need to have two teams one team that is on the adult collector side of things and producing stuff that way. And then one team that is on the cyberverse side and going in that direction, do whatever you want in those two directions, but don't go 
17 other directions. The Cyberverse like, doesn't even have marketing. I won't, not anymore, because they're, they moved on to War for Cybertron. I mean, well, I mean, they, they're still putting toys out for Cyberverse, though, and they're putting out stuff because that apparently they're doing those two TV movies. Yeah. But there's no marketing for it. None. Yeah, no. Whatsoever. Like, you want to sell the toys, you need a you need to market it. Yeah. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> like, you know, if you're if you want to sell these toys, you got to market them. Now, it's also because you don't we don't have a we don't have a Toys R Us anymore. Yeah, that's, we don't that's have the, Toys R Us to to push the product. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. Whereas, you know, and I think this question is down further, maybe not, whatever. But like the whole toy hunting thing, whether you're a parent looking for your kid, like say your kid for some odd reason, or because of more so of the TV, like of the advertising, which you just said there pretty much isn't it. Say one of your kids sees the Cyberverse, ooh, dad, I want that Shockwave, and you go out and you go to like 17 different WalMarts trying to find the Shockwave from Cyberverse. Sometimes stores will have it, sometimes they won't. Yep. You know, but then it's just as easy to go on Big Bad Toy Store, use the pile of loot, pre-order the damn thing. When it comes in, it comes in. So at least you know you'll be getting it. Like, that's that's my biggest issue with, with toy hunting now uh-huh. is that there is no toy. <laughs> every There is we, no toy hunting. We don't yeah. have Toys R Us. Yeah, you know, exactly. We don't have but toys. Then again, us. then again, we we don't have toy. We don't the the toy manufacturers aren't making enough toys to go onto the retail shelves, and yeah. a lot of them are just reselling them online. Yeah. So, and then this whole exclusivity—I uh, call it exclusivity exclusions because oh, this is a Hasbro Pulse exclusive. You can only get it here. You can sit in a in a web page queue for two hours and then whoops sorry you just missed it by that much yeah why are you making me wait two hours to order i i should be able to if you have a pre-order anywhere i should be able to click on that thing go through the checkout and get a confirmation without somebody else coming behind me doing the exact same and i'm not talking about scalpers that's a whole other issue i'm just i'm just talking about the customer base of online retail it just it's just freaking crazy all right do you have a my parents got rid of my toys story no no um my parent well my 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 he-man and ninja turtles i was downsizing my collection because we were going to move and those those ones ended up going and it wasn't that they were getting it rid of me, rid of, rid of. They weren't getting it, making me get rid of them. Mm-hmm. They just ended up getting lost in the move. Yeah, that that sucks. Yeah. And the reason why I asked that question is because it. And I've said, and sorry, listeners, my listeners have heard this every episode. At six years old, my dad told me I was too old for toys, and sold all my He-Man stuff that I had at his house anyway. Oh. It is what it is. Do you feel you are coming to an end of your active collecting? If so, what has signified this phase for you? Was there ever a moment when you were done with toys? And have you ever considered stopping as a collector or even selling your whole collection? Um, I'm on a 
if a newer version comes around, it's a much better figure. Mm-hmm. I'll get that one mode. Um, but I'm definitely looking at downsizing currently downsizing the ones that I no longer want yeah. or need. Yeah. Um, I don't care for, again, I told you already, I don't mm-hmm. care for the war for si- the, 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 the Unicron trilogy, the Unicron trilogy figures. Yeah. And I don't care for the, the, the early universe classic stuff that, you know, I have three different versions of that mold of hot of Rodimus or hot rod. <laughs> yeah. You know, because he came in a different pack. Yep. You know, just to get that one figure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet then the, the one, you know, there might be a few of them that I might keep. Yeah. Uh, but then the rest of them I can do without. Um, like that's where I would downsize the collection. I would try to get it down. So to a point where it's not so many bins to move around and worry about getting destroyed, uh, in a move. So yeah. like, cause I already have the other thing that I would probably want to get rid of. And I've thought about getting rid of is my X-Men Marvel legends and, uh, and th- those toy lines there. Um, I have a bin full of GI Joe's and, he-man and ninja turtles stuff from the 2000s early 2000s that i was collecting heavily at that point um and it's just one bin you know um but i don't necessarily would want to get rid of those ones just because it's like i know that that's that one bin full Mm -hmm. of all the other lines (laughs) of toys whereas the x-men marvel Legends stuff i don't have um an attachment to them anymore yeah, um, yeah, it's weird. Like, you know, it's like you, re- you read the comic books, you see the movies, and now you're like, it's nice having a Captain America, but I don't really need a Captain America. Do I need a Spider-Man? Or, you know, I already have like how many versions of X-Men? Like, you know, <laughs> for, for, like how, remember the early Toy Biz Wolverine? And, oh, yeah. And they've been played with. So broken and beaten up. So, yeah, those Toy Biz toys that the paint starts to wear on them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does. What is something that does not have a toy of it, you'd love to have it in toy form? Hmm. Nowadays, gosh, like that's <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid, I really wanted Mario. Now you got Mario. Mm-hmm. You know. Um when I was a kid there was like a lot of video game stuff. I wanted Mega Man figures. I mean, granted, it's going to cost you money to get Mega Man figures. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's, yeah, it's just, it is what it is. Um, like those those particular characters, I really wanted. Like a lot of the video game characters that were coming out, like when like towards the late eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, then NECA did all of those Godzilla figures, mm-hmm. and they were awesome. And it was like an affordable price for for a Godzilla figure. I wish that NECA still had the license and was able to make the rest of the monsters. Um, I would love a King Ghidorah and an Anguirus and a Mothra and a Space Godzilla and 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 uh, nineteen a, a fully pose. Like, there's here's one nineteen seventies Mecha Godzilla Showa Mecha Godzilla. Um, spe- specifically the the Terror of Mecha Godzilla one, but posable. Every single Mecha Godzilla figure that they put out, either you got the Bandai ones. They're not posable. Mm-hmm. 
You can't <laughs> move them around. You can only, the, the arms only go up, and you can't really point his missiles the right way. And he doesn't have the removable head. Like, mm-hmm. I want an opposable Mechagodzilla figure. <laughs> so, sh- specifically Showa, because they, they I'm, you know, they, the, 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 the 90s one doesn't have to be that posable. The yeah. 70s one is, because the 70s one did get down and dirty with fighting. Yeah. Um, because if you remember, he beat the crap out of Angerus. Yep. And uh, actually, no, that was he was as Godzilla at that point. But um, no, he beat the crap out of King Caesar. And, yeah, that's uh, what it was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mind you that the night that when he when he fought with alongside Titanosaurus, yeah, Mecha Godzilla like punched him out. You know, that was a great fight. I love that fight. So like that particular Mecha Godzilla, even though the 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 Mecha Godzilla Mecha Godzilla figure that I have is a Showa one because it's from the Godzilla versus Biollante, mm-hmm. but yeah. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I just went on a completely big giant <laughs> Godzilla tangent. So yeah, for me when it comes to Godzilla, all I can think of, and again, I'm sorry, listeners, because I say this every time everybody brings it up. All I can think of is Austin Powers and Gold Member. It looks like Godzilla, but due to international copyright laws, it's not. Still, we should run like it is Godzilla! Though it isn't. <laughs> oh, no. no. What is a, to- <laughs> what is a uh, toy you'd love to have scaled up and functional for the real world? So, like, if any toy could come... Basically, Toy Story. If any toy could come to life, what toy would you want to come to life? Oh. Huh. Good question. Autobots, transform and roll out. When your back's to the wall, gonna fight to the end, and you're taking it. I knew you had potential, man. You got the power. It's gonna go with Kingdom Rodimus <laughs> at this <Yeah>. point now. <laughs> like, dri- imagine driving that thing. Yeah, pulling up, pulling. Imagine driving up to to TFCon in Baltimore, you know, in either in Baltimore or in LA, and mm-hmm. driving up in a king in, in a full size scale Kingdom Rodimus, or you know, Rodimus Prime. Yep, with a frumpy Optimus on his hood that you had to save because Optimus couldn't do the job right. Oops, oh, on the top, of, on the, on the mm-hmm. top of the trailer. I yeah, would, I would have an, an Optimus body mm. on top of the trailer. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Which reminds me, when I get off this, I'm gonna have to. You're gonna, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I already know it's it's from um, Return uh, of Optimus Prime Part One. Yeah, uh, Hate Plague episode. Yeah, yep. yeah. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. How has your spouse dealt with your collection? Um, she supports my habit. <laughs> <laughs> So she's your dealer, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, uh, um, well, because, I mean, of course she's going to want my, you know, collecting habit to be good because she knows it's going to keep my passion running for this, for what I do for work. Absolutely. So, but that was one of the things that, like, when I was dating different girls and stuff like that, like, you know, you'd have a girl who would be like, well, what, are you going to stop this stuff and grow up? All right, I'm done with you. <laughs> You know, yeah. um, you don't like, understand. Like you're okay. You're into sports. 
and you get you get these guys who are in a sports mem- collecting memorabilia, mm-hmm. and you know girls don't think think twice about it, right? But they yeah. look at us with the toy collecting and you know stuff, and they they, they you know like are you going to grow up? And it's like um, this is the same thing. Yep. This is the same thing. So um, yeah, like that my 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 you know all the different girls of course that I d- dated uh, you know years ago were you know weren't so into this kind of stuff but my wife my at the time you know ended up being my girlfriend mm-hmm. was already into collecting my little pony oh there you go so it, it it worked out now she's not now in so much she's more so into making sure the kids are taken care of but obviously you know, yeah but we'll watch like we watch like my wife and i together watched um he-man you know the, the mm-hmm. he-man show we watched uh um or for Cybertron. Or for Cybertron and all that stuff together. Mm-hmm. And in fact, um, I have on my computer. No, no, no. Did I delete it? Yeah, I deleted it um, oh. because the audio. I couldn't get the the microphone close enough to my wife because she's very soft spoken. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to get the microphone close to her to give let her give her opinions about He Man. Mm. And it would have been uh, glorious, <laughs> to say the least, because yes. she, yeah, because she was uh, she was. Went on a tirade about Tila. Oh no! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it just was her. Her voice is not loud enough to, to for the microphone to pick it up. Yeah. So. <laughs> Toy collecting can have its struggles. What is one aspect you tend to struggle with the most? Currently, finding mm-hmm. everything in stock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's 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 the biggest struggle right now. Um finding stuff that's not like the, the QC, you know, has, it doesn't have QC issues. Yep. Um, since the, the, there is scarcity, it's like you find it and then it's broken. And then what do you do? Yeah. Um, the, yeah, those are pretty much the issues really like most of the time. Yep. What is one positive and one negative memory you have with buying toys? Positive memory. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean now, like I said, nowadays finding what you're looking for on the shelf, <laughs> um, ne- and negative would be finding nothing. Um, <laughs> yeah, going much. store to store to store and finding nothing. Um, positive memories, like I, we would, my my wife and I would do date. There would be like a date day or whatever, and we would go different places. We would go to the boardwalk or stuff like that, and then we would take a couple of hours and we would go to the comic book shop and we would go to these different places and and go toy hunting together. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, that was always a positive memory when my wife and I were still dating, and even even when we first got married too, we used to do it all the time. We would go we would go together or go to toy go to go to toy shows together, um, and uh, and just enjoy it together as a couple. Um, kids came along, obviously can't really do that much anymore, but now the, obviously the industry changed. So like that, those to me are the positive memories was, was doing it with, with my wife. So I know it sounds, sounds corny, but it it is what it is. (laughs) Uh, If you could create any toy, what would you want to create? Basically Hasbro gives you the keys to the kingdom, so to speak. You can do anything you want. Hmm. Um, I would find a really, well, for, for Transformers, I would find a really cool concept to bring back, pre, uh, pretenders and a lot of the late eighties stuff. 
make it like this super battle armor um, <laughs> that like, you know, battle armor, Thunderwing, battle armor, bludgeon. And it's specific so that it, it like, you know, that there is a purpose behind bringing the pretenders back. Um, but then on top of it, it would like, like that's how I would I would do so, but then we would need fiction for it too. So yeah. we would need a, a an animated series that takes place after the G one cartoon. Um, that to me I think would would I would love to continue the G one cartoon um, after the rebirth mm-hmm. and do it right and not just do it as a ten part miniseries <laughs> that it, that is made by somebody that doesn't care about the property. No, you need somebody who knows these characters inside and out. Can make can get the characters to 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 look feel and sound like the characters and introduce new ones like you know let's 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 bring Win, Windblade into into the Sunbow cartoon universe mm-hmm. let's bring let's bring um you know heck Barricade any of them like mm-hmm. add new characters but let's also like have an animated series that takes place after the rebirth and have it like with the eighty seven through ninety toy line. Mm-hmm. Uh, incorporated into it, you Absolutely. know, that would just be so cool to have all of that involved. Yeah, so. it would be. What is the one piece of advice you would give the toy collecting fandom? Um, get a job because <laughs> <laughs> it's expensive. This is getting expensive. Yeah, uh, don't overexert yourself as far as money monetary is concerned. Um, if you can't afford it, you know, yes, get a job, get, try to take care of your, yourself and your family first. Don't try to take out a third loan to try and buy the transformer <laughs> you're trying to buy. Truly think about like taking care of yourself first and, you know, making sure that, you know, your, your, your well-being is, is taken care of. Um, Absolutely. because, uh, you know, a lot of people will, will get into the toy collecting and they'll take out a third loan on their house. Mm-hmm. It's like it, it's very much like the wife that gets mad at the the, the husband who buys a boat. You know, yep. Um, yep. same it, thing. It, it's the same. It's very much the same thing. It's an expensive habit um, or or hobby. Uh, it's an expensive thing to do. So you're going to want to um, make sure you you can financially afford to to be a collector. And if not, you know, you buy the ones that you want. And don't worry about the rest and the rest will come in time. And if you don't get them, you don't get them. You know, they're going to make the same character again in five years. So go ahead. You know, you can it's not a big, big, big deal. And take care of yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I just had a genius idea. What's that? You make a masterpiece broadside. Everything can fit into broadside. That's the biggest boat in Transformers history. <laughs> as big as the USS Flag? Well, I don't know about that, but, you know, that that's crossing genres. <laughs> it, not necessarily. <laughs> not necessarily. I mean, if, especially if you're a G1 cartoon guy, G.I. Joe does exist in the G1 cartoon universe. Yes, we know. Old Snake. Mm-hmm. Mr. Draft, not quite smart enough, were you? <laughs> they simply don't make terrorists like they used to. Cobra! 
Uh huh. Uh huh. And uh-huh. and uh, and Flint was in that, the Killing Jar. Was I gotta rewatch the Killing Jar? I there's some of those <sighs> season three episodes that just did not click with me, so I'll have to rewatch that one. Yeah, the Killing Jar, and then there was um Hector Ramirez. Yep. Yeah, he's he's always running through those Sunbow cartoons. <laughs> what is advice you'd give to kids who enjoy toys? Um, have fun. Have fun. Yep. Absolutely. That's really, honestly, like enjoy what you enjoy and have fun. Don't mm-hmm. let someone tell you that you can't have fun with the toy. Um, I absolutely would allow you know, Optimus to save Barbie from the, the clutches of the Decepticons. You know, like you have you have a boy and a girl playing together, they can they can have those adventures. Have fun. Absolutely. And on that note, we're gonna take a quick ad break, come back and close the show after this. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Discover a world of vintage and modern toys that's more than meets the eye with the trip. Triple Takeover Toycast. Hosted by toy writers and photographers Toybox Soapbox, 6-0, and TF Square One, this informal and chilled out series of discussions cover everything from vintage Transformers to Mask, Diaclone, Microman, and more, be it nostalgic or current. Whether you're a seasoned collector or a casual robot enthusiast, all are welcome. Triple Takeover Toycast. Do you like retro cartoons? Then Saturday Morning Rewind is the podcast for you. Join them each month as they talk about classic cartoons and interview legendary voice actors like Jim Cummings. I am the terror that flaps in the night. Corey Burton. Sometimes toys can be so funny. Rob Paulson. Sure, man, but how are we going to find chaps our size? Nancy Cartwright and many more. Eat my shorts. So grab a bowl of Lucky Charms. They're magically delicious. Put on your hammer pants. Go to SaturdayMorningRewind.com. And be prepared to feel like a kid again. Once again, that's SaturdayMorningRewind.com. 
Saturday Morning Rewind was voted best podcast ever by its host, Tim Nidell. So it's got to be good. Hey, gamers, TV's Mr. Neil here. The Gaming Hipster is my personal podcast in which I take you on a journey through my history of gaming, both new and old. Each month is a new topic show in which I bring you my console memories, give reviews of my favorite video games, and talk with cool guests. People have made cartridges. I've actually played Netflix on Nintendo. I was making sure that I got everything. I was writing it all down. They fixed that for the third fake prototype. (laughs) And that's the first time I remember seeing real animated boobs. Find the podcast at geekcastradio.com or on Spotify. You can also hear a deluxe version of The Gaming Hipster at ravinghipster.com or patreon.com slash Neil. For $2 a month, you can hear longer versions of the podcast with after-show segments and stuff too raw for the internet. You also get various topic shows, my commentary podcast, The Big Bad Movie Show, commercial-free geek cast stuff, and more. All at patreon.com slash Neil and ravinghipster.com. What was that universal greeting again? Never mind, I remember. Ba weep grana, weep ninibong. Hey guys, it's Rodimus Primal, and be sure to check out my YouTube channel. Join me as I have Transformers discussions, retrospectives, toy reviews, and more. You can also follow me on Twitter at Rodimus Primal, as well as Facebook and Instagram at Rodimus Primal Show. Transform and roll out, and be sure to check out my content till all are one. Well, that's a big party of the summer, folks. Let's go out with a bang. One of the primary themes of ToyCast is that we focus on times past. We are who we are today because of the nostalgic memories and experiences from our childhood. Obviously, we wouldn't be doing this podcast if it weren't for the toys that make us so addicted to nostalgia. Times Past Collectibles in Chicago, Illinois is your primary go-to collectible store to reclaim the toys that drove those memories and experiences. Specializing in action figures from all of your favorite toy lines like Star Wars, G.I. Joe, He-Man, Transformers, Silverhawks, Ghostbusters, TMNT, Mask, and more, get your dose of nostalgia with a shop run by collectors for collectors. Whether you are looking for loose G.I. Joe, Ice Cream Soldier, a packaged Leonardo, recent Star Wars Black Series figures, or an AFA-graded Boba Fett, Times Past Collectibles is bringing you back to your childhood. Visit the shop at 1450 North Ashland Ave in Chicago, just two blocks south of Ashland and North Ave. Call the shop at 847-830-1031 or email timespasscollectibles1982 at gmail.com. You can also find them on Facebook. Just search Times Past Collectibles because, folks, it's past time that you get your collectibles. On the Simplistic Reviews podcast, we talk movies. We talk TV. We talk. Hello, Julie, what the heck are you doing? Trying to make our spot sound more exciting by adding explosions. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you could have got the point across with sound effects, not the real thing. Download the show on iTunes or at simplisticreviews.blogspot.com. I'm sure your insurance company will cover that. No, they won't. No, they probably won't. Hurry, Skeletor, hurry! I am hurrying, I'm hurrying. 
The Powers of Grayskull series has covered every episode of all of the Masters of the Universe cartoons except for two. Join Optimus Solo and TFG and Mike as they tell tales of Eternia, discover the myths of Etheria, become Masters in Space, evolve into the Masters of Grayskull, and finally reveal the revelation of Masters of the Universe. We'll also be finding out the origins of how guests got into or out of watching the Masters of the Universe cartoons, and so much more. You can find the podcast at geekcastradio.com and any podcatching client you choose to use. By the power and for the honor of Grayskull, we all have the power. Amen! Always Amen! Hey, it's Wes from Poppin' Off Toys. Wanted to let you know about poppinofftoys.com. We can be your number one source for Funko collectible figures to add to your ever-growing collection. If you're in Nashville, Tennessee, we actually have a retail store that you can come by, 5916 Charlotte Pike. And for the rest of us, poppinofftoys.com is always open, and you can check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and even TikTok. And the name is just simply... Popping off toys. Thank you so much, and always keep it popping. All right, we are back here on Toycast. All right, sir, where can the people find you online? You can find me. Uh, my mostly, you can find my YouTube channel at uh, Rodimus Primal. Um, I am on Twitter at, of course, at Rodimus Primal. I'm on Facebook, uh, Rodimus Primal Show, as well as Instagram, same Rodimus Primal Show. Awesome. Thank you for joining us here on ToyCast. If you'd like to get in contact with us or leave feedback for the show, there are several ways to do so. Visit the website, geekcastradio.com, where you can comment on this and all of our other content. Send any email to feedback at geekcastradio.com. Here are all the ways you can listen to us nowadays. Apple, Google Podcasts, leave us reviews, Spotify, and any other podcasting client you choose to use. Follow us on Twitter at GeekCast Radio is for the network, at TF Toycast is for the show. I'm at TFG1 Mike. Become a fan on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash GeekCast Radio Network. You can also search out TF Toycast over there as well. Next time, we will be getting my origins and toy collection story as I hand uh, the hosting duties over to my buddy Josh the Floorburger. And then after that, we've got uh, a display case episode. And then at the end of the month, we've got uh, some sort of fall fall theme. I don't know. It's Josh's idea. No clue. For now, I am TFG and Mike with Rodimus Primal. Join us next time when we will be talking more toys here on ToyCast. It's a pity you Autobots die so easily, or I might have a sense of satisfaction now. You got the touch! You got the... Arise, Rodimus Prime. Optimus. Optimus.